welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. I am thrilled to welcome Krista Woods to our podcast. Krista is the inventor of Glovestick, an award-winning and patent odor management system. Krista, with no previous manufacturing or e-commerce experience, and after only seven months in business, Krista entered a Mom's Inventor contest on NBC's Today Show, where she pitched her invention. Wow. She took home the grand prize, which was a trip to QVC to sell her product live, and she sold out in seven and a half minutes. Her product was awarded the title 2016 Next Big Thing. And she went on in 2017, Krista appeared on Shark Tank and negotiated a deal that would propel her to the next level. Wow, Krista, I am impressed. Thank you and welcome to our podcast today. Thank you for having me. Krista, I can't help but ask as the other women that are listening how did you come up with this, your idea? What was it? You know, so many things happen to each of us as women each day, but how did you come up with this idea? So my, all three of my kids were in sports, and um, as a working mom before, it was like you pick them up, carpool, drop off, and kids, and the odor that emanates <laughs> from their gear and their bodies um, was, is just overwhelming. So you deal with this for years and years, and... Finally, by my third son, he started playing lacrosse, and we were playing travel lacrosse, and his gear bag and his gloves, his lacrosse gloves, and his cleats, they just smelled so bad, and I could never get rid of the odor, and I tried for like a year. I tried all the products on the market, and nothing would ever actually work, and I started reading the bottles that I was spraying into my son's gear, and it was like flammable or wash hands immediately after use. And I actually got angry because I was like, not only have I wasted so much money, but all this stuff is full of all these chemicals and we're now selling them to children. So I decided, I, I, I actually spent about a month and just my, my head was turning, my wheels were turning, wheels were turning. And I remember at the last tournament of this summer, I was sitting there with his coach and I looked at him and I said, Coach Tom, what do you do with the smell in the gloves? How do you get rid of it? You've played lacrosse your whole life. What is going on? And he looked at me and he said, Mrs. Woods, I'm sorry. They just stink. There's nothing you can do. And I looked back at him and I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not an answer. So wow. it was on the ride home. Yeah, it was on the ride home from that. My wheels were turning. I just I started researching in the car from my cell phone, um, talking to my husband, and I was like, that's it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to invent something. And my husband, you know, that's not normally a conversation, you know, that people have. Or if they do come up with an idea, most people don't actually do it, right? right. So the obvious response to that is, sure, honey, okay, sure. So um, I started researching, and I started the company basically with just this idea that popped in my head of these two little tubes that would go inside the gloves. And so – in order to solve the problem, I had to figure out what was causing the odor. And I spent probably about three months researching 
what the actual odor was. And then that's why I realized that everything on the market wasn't working is because the odor is caused by actual moisture. So what happens is these kids sweat in their gear, whether it's elbow pads, knee pads, helmets, cleats, shoes, even in regular work boots or running shoes for adults. It doesn't, it's not just kids. You sweat and the moisture gets trapped inside. So even hockey players, lacrosse, soccer goalies, they, they, they literally take off these gloves and it won't allow the moisture to dry, right? So your shoes are closed in, your gloves are closed in. So those are the most offensive odors because the moisture is nowhere to go. It gets trapped. And what I learned was that moisture is actually creating bacteria. So it's actually bacteria that's smelling and your sweat doesn't actually smell. So once I started learning that, I was like, wait a minute. Well, the reason why nothing's working is it's because it's not killing the bacteria. And then I started really researching, like, what's actually in the gear. And there's staph, E. coli, mold, mildew, MRSA, literally living in, your, in, in this athletic gear, which is what that – it smells like cat urine, right? It's like a very offensive smell. Um, only a mother. So only I, a mother would describe it like this. You're making me smile at the other end because I, I, I yeah, I, I get it. I had four children all in sports, so I, I am relating to this. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, I would bring. I remember he would put his gear bag in the mud room, and like ten minutes later, I'd walk in the mud room, and I'd be like, Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it, like it would smell up the. I'm like, get that stuff out of here. It would smell up the entire house. Anyway, so I start researching. I spent about three months. Um, my husband actually built a prototype, and we started by trying to absorb the moisture, suck up the moisture, and all using natural ingredients. So it was just natural ingredients. I wanted no chemicals, no sprays, no nothing. I needed something to soak up the moisture. So we started using natural minerals that were not harmful to the children, and that was working. And then we needed, we needed something else. So I started doing some research on this product called silver ions. So silver ions inhibit bacteria growth. So I called around, and I found a company that actually put silver ions in 60% of the hospitals all across the world. Wow. So they take these silver ions and embed them in their pens, computer keyboards, everything plastic that's in a hospital in order to prevent the spread of bacteria. So I worked my way up and got to the owner, and I was like, let me ask you this. Would your product work in my, what, my idea? So that's actually how it started. I, I did about three months of research and then about three months of I need to do this. And then we, my husband built the prototype. My son tested it for three months. And then literally six months in, because I do obsess, right? I was obsessing over this. Like Your I mom. just thought it was the coolest idea. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my gosh, if this works. And I remember it was six months in, my son had used the product now for a few months, and he kept asking me, when are you doing this, Mom? you got to do this. you got to do this. And I was, he was 14, you know, to 13, 14 at the time, and he was like, Mom, all my friends want one. They work so good. And then I was like, wow, I might really have something here. Like, okay, it's one thing for the mom to want it, but if all the kids on the team want it too, yeah, this is something. So I decided to go for it. Wow. All I heard, I kept thinking, wow, she did her research in the lick of middle school time. 
I need to do this. I'm going to test it. Really, it comes down to one thing. Mom obsessed with an idea and then a solution. <laughs> so, wow. That's right. And I um, found it, right? So I found the solution, My and the, and the actual end user was like, no, I, mom, you got to do this. All my friends want one, right? And I'm like, if I can sell a 13-year-old boy on why he, his stuff shouldn't smell, then I really got something here. Like, but then, of course, you're, you're scared, right? Because what if I can make it better? You, you go, all, these, all this fear always comes to play, right? And I think the whole point, the whole process, I was just trying to overcome my fear of investing in the unknown, you know, taking my savings and putting it into something that I'd worked so hard to save some money. I had a kid going to college the next year. This wasn't really the right timing, but I had something, and I think – it was because I just kept overcoming my fear to do it, and I actually did it. So often we wait till everything's perfect. Well, I decided to do it before I even knew how to do a website or before I even knew how to sell on e-commerce because you have to go through the manufacturing process. You have to do all this other stuff, which is all very, very challenging, and I knew nothing about any of it. But once I put my foot down and said, okay, I'm doing this, that became my obsession. And it sounds like to me you you were not only a great role model to your children, especially the one going to college and then but overcoming the fear, I think that so many women that are listening say, you know, we all have the fear and the scare, but it's sort of like jump in the water and start swimming and don't look back to the shore. Just keep going. And and there's so many ideas. Absolutely. You know, you often wonder in life how many things we see every day that we could seize upon and create and make better. And and really give back. I mean, what what a gift. I, I heard not only was it the smell. We went from the beginning of our conversation when we talked about the smell to really it was just um, for health reasons and, and, you know, cleanliness and sanitation and keeping. It's just amazing what one person with really not a background in manufacturing or even marketing all that is. It's just. No, I. You know, I didn't even go to college, so I've, wow. I've, I've been in, like, the customer service industry. I've never taken a business class. I've never taken a marketing class. I've never taken a manufacturing class. So this was completely new to me. So here I am, 41 years old. My youngest is 13, 14. I've had a pretty stable job my whole life, going to work, coming home. I mean, I'd never been on TV, much less been interviewed on the phone for anything necessarily. So oh, wow. every everything I've done the past three and a half years has been absolutely 100% brand new, which makes it that much scarier, but it makes the rewards that much greater. Like I've never been so proud of myself in my entire life. You go Um, girl. We're proud. We're proud of you. Just listening to you. You you know, Krista, could you just do me a favor? We always ask each of the women that join us on a podcast, if, they could just give one suggestion or tip to someone that's listening today and thinking, you know, I'd love to create something or build something or start something. What would be that one key suggestion that, that you would give them to kind of maybe alleviate some of that fear or that, that inner scared feeling of really, should I take this risk? Okay, so... Um, can I give two? You sure can. <laughs> I this is a woman's podcast. You know we're never we ne- we can't do it. So you go ahead. You can yeah. give three if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite things to do is to help other people who are in this situation. And 
Um, one of the benefits of doing something like this and being so scared and literally teaching myself is I also learned the hard way and I also made many mistakes. It's not like everything that went perfect from the beginning. I, I, I remember being on my hands and knees at one point praying, like so scared and crying, like, please, God, did I do the right thing? Um, and I remember that fear of you're, you're, you know, you're sending your money off and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen on the other end six months, eight months, a year from now. But I think the most important thing that we have to start doing is trusting ourselves. And I don't mean trusting ourselves as in everything is going to always go perfect. I mean trusting yourself that you can handle whatever the results come. So whether you handle the sales and the, and the, you know, the profits with humility or whether you handle the failures and keep going. So I think through everything, my biggest suggestion to so many people is to start trusting ourselves that we are so much more capable than we ever imagined. I didn't go to college. I had zero classes in this, and now I'm sold millions of dollars of product. And I think it's because I just kept going. I was able to pick myself up when I made a mistake and just say, you know what, that was then, this is today. I'm going to figure it out. My number two is we don't have to have all the answers before we start. We just have to start. I can't tell you how many people that I have mentored or talked to or have called me since I started this, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've had this idea for five years. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? (laughs) Why would it take you five years? You don't need to research anything or do anything for five years. If, if this is what you want, you just have to start. So wow. those, those are some, so a lot of advice that I give out to people. I have lots of others, you know, for people who are trying to invent a product per se um, to help your product grow or be more successful. But I think the vulnerability and the, the, the marketing, I, I, I marketed naturally, and I think that's really, really important from the beginning. Yep. My customers knew. I don't know what I'm doing. If I made a mistake, I'll fix it. Like, yep. bear with me, right? I, yeah. I think you're yeah. so right. I think you're so right, and I, and I can't help. You have motivated so many of us listening today, and I, I think I, I so agree with you that trusting ourselves and knowing that, when we do hit adversity, that only growth comes from that. We grow either ourselves or we grow with our product or we grow with our business, but there is always growth and we're always learning. But uh, your transparency today and your gift of just motivating so many of us to say, you know what, you don't have to have all the box checked to make this work. And I, I can't thank you enough, Krista, for joining us. And I have to tell you, even when I went on to your glovesticks.com website, there's so much knowledge there and that blog that you put out. It's just, I can't thank you so much for sharing with other women. And you know, I think the one gift that each of us is thinking as we listen to you is, here's a woman that really has made it and, and is successful, but she's still giving back. And I think if we can each take that and say, it doesn't matter, we each can take an opportunity every day and give back to other women, I think that's the goal, and that's the, the, the real meaning of success. So thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome, and I really appreciate you having me, and I'm glad that this all worked out, and I hope 
somebody learns one thing from me today, that's that's my goal. Just well, one thing. Well, you're if somebody you can, is me. Right? If you've been waiting, <laughs> yeah. If you've been waiting to start something, just go for it and trust yourself that that you'll be able to deal with the outcome and and keep going. So well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and good luck with those um, three young young children or young adult children, I should say, because you really journeyed through this. They they grew as the business grew for you. So. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You too. And thanks to our listeners today for tuning in to today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app or follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.